Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we have uh, a very interesting, I think, but exciting topic that we're going to talk about. Okay, uh, pornography. This is my daughter, Taylor Dotton, and I am so excited she's here. Uh, she had called me up one, uh, one morning and said, hey, Dad, I want to do a podcast with you. And I thought, hey, that's the coolest thing ever. So we sat down and we talked about it, and, um, and, and we talked about um, pornography. And she has a message that she wants to share, that she wants to get out. And uh, uh, she had a friend that, that was struggling with it, and she thought, you know, let me, let me see if I can help. And she really just dove in and, and learned and studied and, and figured some of this out so that she could help her friend. And I thought, man, that is, that's the best. And so today, Taylor and I are going to talk about pornography, and we are going to uh, we're going to have some fun with this one. It's a sensitive topic, and I thought, you know, I was talking to uh, I was talking to uh, uh, your uncle, and I and I was telling him how cool it is that my daughter is comfortable enough to not just sit and talk uh, to me about this topic, but that she is willing to share it with the world. And I thought, man, that's, that's pretty cool stuff. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we're going to get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and love you, Father. Thank you for this time together. Father, I just ask you to give Taylor and I clarity of thought, clarity of speech. And Father, that you are glorified in all that is said here today. Father, use this to help someone. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. All right, Taylor, so you and I were talking, and and the question that, excuse me, the question that we're going to deal with is, does, does pornography change the body or the mind or the person? Does pornography change the person? And, uh, and of course, you have, you have spent hours researching yes. and studying. And, uh, and so share with us uh, some of the key things that you... Uh, that you figured out or you found out and then how you were able to help uh, those in need and so that we can help people today. So. Uh, most essentially that pornography alters your brain. So like you have neuron pathways. So essentially neurons that fire together, wire together is what they say. And so it's like a trail in the woods. You more The more you use that, the wider the path gets, the more permanent it gets, the stronger it gets. So the more you use porn, the more that you find yourself going back to it. And, and the, and it gets, uh, the, it's interesting you use a path, uh, because whenever we go out into the woods, we go hiking and, uh, you see a path, all of a sudden you get very comfortable with that path. You're like, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. This is good because there's, there's nothing hindering you. In, right. You know, like that path is just open, it's wide, it's clean, you're comfortable with it, you understand it, uh, you feel secure following it. That's really interesting because um, I was reading up on porn after we, we uh, discussed this and I started reading up on pornography. And it says that the, the uh, more you look at pornography, and, and you say it rewires our brain, uh, the more comfortable we get with it. And then all of a sudden, real life relationships fade away. Yeah, because yeah. they can't compete. Yeah, they can't compete with the pornography. Yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, the fading away uh, uh, part of it, like uh, um, of like friendships with people. Okay. Yeah. So so or relationships with people. So uh, in your studies, tell me the relationships that you're talking about and how they fade away. Or, or, the, or, or the, the detriment that pornography has on these relationships. Because it's, uh, it's not just the, the with, your, with your mate. Mm -hmm. So with your friends, your family, okay, so, everyone. So share with me what that would look like in, that you found out in your studies. Because uh, uh, one, one of the things that we need to understand is that it draws us away from people. It takes us uh, away from other relationships. And then is there... Uh, in your studies, have you found key things for us to look at when we look at a person that would uh, that would maybe help identify uh, that they have a problem with pornography? You have the reward center in your brain, and porn activates that reward center. So it is releasing dopamine, which releases other chemicals that are like, yes, this is good. We want to come back to this. And then once you do it enough 
the the I'm trying to think like the word the chemical that's like okay we've done enough of this maybe let's just step away for a little bit this isn't it's too much so that chemical kicks in and it's like yeah let's just take a break it's not that fun so you search for more hardcore images or or something that might please you more and give you that dopamine release that you want so hanging out with your friends isn't as interesting anymore because you're not getting that release of dopamine and so you could hang out with your friends but like it's not that interesting so you just kind of so now you're, you're just you're looking for that high all the time yeah it's essentially like a drug yeah and 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 interesting that you say when you uh after you look at enough porn your brain's like okay i'm bored with this uh and then you got to take it to the next level Mm-hmm. And then you take it to the next level. And eventually these levels don't stop. Right. And so so 49% of people who were surveyed between like the ages of 11 and 16, I think it was, said that they find themselves searching for more hardcore images or more hardcore things because they need that dopamine release. And it's stuff that used to disgust them and now it doesn't because they need that dopamine release. And, and that goes back to... Uh, We've talked in the past and we've talked before that um, uh, what is what is the the what is unbelievable for the generation today will be the norm for the next generation. Mm -hmm. And and this is why, because the next generation uh, has become uh, used to dumbed down, numb Mm-hmm. Uh, from certain things. And so now they got to go to the next level to get that high that this generation has, has gotten. And, and so that is why we see the increase in more and more um, uh, immorality mm-hmm. and, and the intensity of it. You said between 11 and 16. Yeah. So, so, so did you, in your studies, did you, in your research, did you find uh, the average age of when they start looking at porn? 11 years old is when most kids are exposed to pornography. Wow, I didn't think it was that young. The youngest of, like there was a group of 16 to 18 year old Americans who were surveyed and the youngest was exposed to porn at the age of five. Did your research tell you how most of them uh, discover porn? A mix. They discovered it themselves or somebody else showed it to them or they just happened upon it. Uh, surfing the internet on mm-hmm. their phone because um, I, th- I wonder if the, well, I know for, I know for a fact, exposure, uh, overexposure on your phone is going to lead you to uh, way more things than you need to look at. One of the interesting things that I had learned about two months ago, now nah, maybe three months ago, I was watching uh, an interview with a uh, with with some parents, and they were they they had bought their child an iPad, mm-hmm. and their child was probably about eight, nine, ten years old. I can't remember exactly, but it was under eleven. And they, uh, you know, of course, they had apps on there, and when we when we go on there and we we agree, because who reads who reads. Apple doesn't even make you read the agreements. It just downloads the app on your phone or on your iPad or on your computer, whatever you want. So you don't even click agree anymore. No, you just just hit the download and it downloads on your phone. Okay. Apple's (laughs) never made you read the agreements. (laughs) All right. So, so now we have, now we have, uh, just full on. Here you go. You don't even have to, you don't have to agree to anything. Just, just click on it. Right. And well, what, what, what I discovered or what they discovered they were sharing was, so their daughter was getting pop-up ads, mm-hmm. uh, disgusting pop-up ads, like borderline porn, borderline, like no, no eight, nine, 10, 11 year old, 15 year old should have been seeing these ads. And, and the mom just happened to be looking over the shoulder of the child as, as the child was looking on online or playing the game, this video game. And, and the, the um, commercials, the advertisements were starting borderline pornography. Mm-hmm. So the mom was like, let me see that. And she looks and pull, and all the ads started coming up, regular, normal uh, ads. Mm-hmm. So she showed it to 
her the, the father when he came home and the father's looking at it and it was regular normal ads you're like well wait a minute i know what i saw so what what dad decided to do was to uh put the child in front of the computer while he while they were off to the side out of the camera view of the of the ipad mm -hmm. and immediately as soon as the camera detected the child's face immediately those pornography ads started popping up again yep so so the camera literally recognizes who's who's looking and, and you don't even know the camera's on because you just download the app and it automatically it's a, it automatically you are giving it control over your mic over your camera over your uh i mean everything mm -hmm. yeah and, and so 22 percent of 10 year olds uh, children under the age of 10 are ones who watch pornography a part of the people who watch pornography 22 percent mm -hmm. under 10 years old yes okay mom dad if you're listening to this uh take those phones away from your children take those computers away and and put in blocks so that you can stop this from happening because the the, the damage done uh you had you had started talking about the relationships yeah and how all of a sudden they don't want to hang out with their friends mm -hmm. well did you find any percentages or what if, if you found it what is the percentage of those who because uh, with a desire to find more and get that dopamine, you separate yourself from, from friendships and relationships and, and family. Now you go into isolation. Yeah. Most people watched it like two, three in the morning by themselves on their computer because they're bored, can't sleep. And they can't stop thinking about crazy. So right. they, they jump on the crazy train yeah. every opportunity they get. Mm -hmm. um, so does it do anything to them? You know, like if you smoke cigarettes and you don't have a cigarette, the nicotine withdrawals causes you to be irritable, uh, uh, to get ugly. If you're not getting your drug, if you're not drinking and you're used to drinking uh, and you have to go without, the people get irritable. Do they get irritable if they go, did you find anything in your research? Do they get irritable if they're not uh, seeing uh, the things on their phone that they want to see or, you know, the pornography? Like, I wouldn't that say irritable. But people who watch porn are more likely to look at women in a negative light. They are more likely to cheat on their spouse. They're less likely to get married. They're um, they're not as intimate with their partners. They're, there's just a lot of things that that they don't do or they don't find as interesting anymore. Things that you're supposed to find interesting, you want to find interesting, just doesn't interest you anymore. Yeah, and and so so I'm guessing if if you're not interested, it's because your your spouse um, can't go where your brain goes. Right. Yeah, because if because you, your spouse is essentially the ugly side of porn. You're not airbrushed. You don't look as nice. You're not photoshopped. Which is why people who watch porn have lower self-esteem, poorer mental health. They have negative body image, and they are less satisfied in life. Do you have percentages attached to those? No, okay. it's just the study of what porn has done to people. Which, yeah, and it's factual. So, so go down that list again because um, uh, I want to talk about a couple of those things. Lower self-esteem. So lower self-esteem. Um, you, so, so the low, I'm guessing the lower self-esteem comes from watching porn, seeing bodies, seeing other things, and then you don't have that. Uh, you can't do that. You can't do yeah. that. So all of a sudden you don't think too much of yourself. Right. And of course, lower self-esteem activates poor behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, lower, lower self-esteem brings in, which, uh, uh, Duke and I talked about, uh, on a podcast that I'm going to be putting up. Um, when we have lower self-esteem, it creates negative, uh, thinking and which poor mental health is poor mental health. And then when we have poor mental health, it literally can take us into suicidal thoughts. Yeah. So, so pornography will bring death. Mm -hmm. ultimately mm -hmm. death to you death to relationships death to friendships if you have no desire to give it up yeah yeah you're right so so um what if we're looking at all of that um 
so what else have you found? I mean, you're sharing some really interesting things with me that um, uh, I guess some maybe I knew and some I didn't think about. Uh, who would ever have thought that um, 11-year-olds, 22% are 10 and under or 11 and under mm. watching porn? 22%. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's uh, 91.5% of men and 60.2% of women watch porn. Yeah, I know, I, I do know, and I have read that uh, uh, the percentage of women watching porn is increasingly uh, going up, is steadily yes. going up. Were, were there any, uh, anything that you found out that caused reasons for women to watch porn? No. I mean, men. I men, didn't really go into that side of it. Okay. I was just getting statistics. Gotcha. Because uh, men watch porn because we are activated by what we see. Uh, and I'm wondering, and I'm just, it's just a curious uh, thought. Are, a, lot, a lot of men and women watch it together. They think that's going to help their sex lives. So they watch it together. Yeah. And, and so, because well, I actually read about that when, yeah. when I knew you and I were going to do this, I thought, hey, let me, let me get some research in. And I found it very interesting that, uh, so men are watching it, women are, uh, men and women are watching it together. Couples are watching it together. Uh, Which essentially kills your sex life if you think about it, but. It does because yeah. it, 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 in the beginning it might activate for new ideas, but as time goes on, it's incredibly detrimental right. uh, to, to the relationship mm -hmm. because eventually uh, you can't get the high that you were looking for. You have a false sense of, of intimacy, a false sense of, of uh, relationship. And then, and I find from what I was reading, uh, women, since men are more men, what would you say it was 90? 90, 91.5% of men watch pornography. That's insane. Yeah. That's, that's. Mm -hmm. And couples who watch together struggle after a while because they find themselves forming a relationship or being attracted to the people on the screen instead of one another. Then you start bringing more people into the relationships or you want to leave that relationship to entertain because more remember likely to cheat on your spouse, more likely to cheat, right? Because you have to keep that dopamine level at a certain level yep. for satisfaction, which is why drug users, you know, at first they would just get high once in a while. And then all of a sudden they got to get high more and more because they have to keep activating that, that sensation that they're looking for. Mm. They call pornography the new drug, the new drug. Yeah. And no one would ever know. Right. Except, People just think it's whatever. Yeah, because then they blame, well, you know, uh, stress of the job or this or that that separates them. Well, they're quiet because they got so much on their mind. Well, yeah, they do. It's what they've been feeding themselves. They want more. And they want that more. That pathway is getting bigger and bigger. That's interesting. Yeah, and eventually it's a roadway. Mm -hmm. But if you stop, those neurons reverse themselves. You've done the research. What do they say in the research that, uh, that helps you stop? Did, they, did you read any of that? or did you Telling your friends and family. Okay, so you have to confess your sin. Yep. Ooh. You have to confront somebody and tell them what you've done. That's a hard thing to do for some. Yeah. All right, so, so I, know that, I know that you did this to help a friend out um, because obviously the friend confessed it to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So f for you on your side, and I know now it gets personal, for you on your side, how did you feel about that? Like, like, what did that do to, and I know I'm putting you on the spot. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes it's tough. Uh, and according to John, we deal with real, real stuff. And, um, uh, but you know, we do this to help people. And, uh, and obviously, uh, you have a dad and a daughter. And I value this so much. Uh, and so to see my daughter tear up obviously gets a hold of me as well. So some of this we may end up editing out. <laughs> and uh, so some of it you're not going to see and you're not going to hear. Um, uh, but now we got to see it from a side of uh, from, from the side of the innocent. Okay, uh, and I wasn't expecting to go here with this, but but we're here, and so so we'll move on with it. And so, if we're looking at the side of the innocent, here you go. So, 
Um, how did you feel about it? How did you deal with it? I wanted to find out the most that I could to help them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you love them. Uh, and, and let me tell you this, um, uh, so proud of my daughter cause she never abandoned her friend. A lot of people do. And, and that is why they don't come out. Right. That's why, right. that's why people won't tell because, because they're, most people feel rejected or not good enough or just like their self-esteem is lowered too. Yeah. Yeah. So now all of a sudden we have a complete crash because, um, uh, if it's your spouse, and, and now, because the, the truth is, as a spouse, from some of the things that I've read, um, the spouse all of a sudden feels like you said, all, now all of a sudden their self-esteem goes down because they're like, am I not good enough? Am right. I? The ugly side of porn. The ugly side of porn. And mm -hmm. so, so now, the, uh, uh, which is what you were saying, is some people bail out because uh, if we're going to talk. It's easier. To not deal with it. and To not talk about it. And, and. And what we really got to do is stop and go, okay, uh, first off, spouse, uh, you're not the problem. Uh, the problem is that, that mentally someone got sidetracked. They looked, for a, uh, they looked for a way to pick themselves up or, to, or whatever. Maybe they got depressed or sad or whatever. Or maybe they just stumbled upon it because these ads pop up and they capture your attention. Yeah. And then next thing, or you click on it. Um, one of the things that happened um, with your, and of course you know about this, uh, with your mom and I is, um, uh, my wife and I were sitting at the table and we're looking through some things, uh, on, on the laptop. And, uh, and I can't remember what we were searching for, what we were looking for. And, uh, my wife clicked on a tab that she thought was going to help us do our research. I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> I just remember her reaction. <laughs> right. And so, so she clicks on it and I say, praise God, she clicked on it rather than me clicking on it because, you know, it's kind of, uh, yeah. um, so at any rate, she clicks on it. And when she clicked on it, literally over 4,000 images popped up in less than a minute. Mm -hmm. And, and she, she kept going. <laughs> she was trying to hide. It. She was, oh, oh, she was trying to hide the screen. And then we have this, this, we had the, the, a folder of <laughs> a file folder. And finally she just took it and stuck it in front of the screen <laughs> so that we wouldn't see any more of the pop-ups. And, uh, and I looked at her and I went, praise God, you clicked on that and not me. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because when you're, the statistics say 91% of men look at at porn uh, and i don't want to be part of that statistic that, yeah that's 91.5 percent right? 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 so i'm like praise god it was you that clicked on it because if i would have clicked on it and it would have all popped up like that then i would have went under pressure feeling like i had to I, like i had to explain my innocence and so i was glad that she did it uh not that she did it but that it was her that clicked <laughs> and not me <laughs> well one of the other things that happened is uh, Josh. Uh, Josh is in, in uh, North Carolina now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he and I were looking for kayaks or some sporting good stuff or something. That's why you don't just type in dicks. Right, yeah. You don't <laughs> <laughs> Specifically dicks.com. So sporting, well, well, at the time, I, uh, I was, we were going to Dick's Sporting Goods. And I thought, and he was sitting right there with yeah. me and I have, I have a thing on my computer so that if I look at, if anything inappropriate comes up, it automatically goes to my wife, not because I have a problem with it, but because I'm just, keep I, yourself accountable. I, keep yourself accountable. Yeah. You know, even, even my phones, um, all of my children's lives and, and, and you can verify this. Mm -hmm. You have always had the password to my phone and to my computer. Yep. Always. Moms too. So both of my daughters have always, they can pick up my phone anytime they wanted, put in the password and get in it. Their whole life. I, there's never been a time you've not known my password. I picked it up like two weeks ago. I haven't picked up your phone in years. I picked it up two weeks ago. The password is still the same. Still? 
right? And if I change the password, they're going to know about it. Here's my password. This password is my password to all the accounts is the same password with little differences at the end. But the you know it. The password's the same. But you know it. Yeah. Uh, why would I do that? And listen, my daughters were eight, nine years old, and they had the password to my phone. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because I'm not going to hide anything. Because I'm not going to get into it. So, at any rate, we we uh, um, I'm like, hey, Josh, man, let's let's look up. Ki- I think it was kayaks that we were looking up. And so I went in instead of Dick Sporting Goods, I went into Dicks.com. Yeah. And it's boom. Yeah. <laughs> well, just so you guys know, now Dick Sporting Good actually owns oh, Dicks.com. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't at the time. Yeah. And so all this porn pops up, and then all of a sudden, I get on the phone. And I'm like, hey, or no, no, I didn't. My, I get a phone call. And, and uh, my wife says, is there something you need to tell me? Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, yeah, Josh and I were on the computer looking for kayaks. And I was an idiot. And I put in dicks.com. And when I put in dicks.com, it popped up a pornography site. And, and, and Josh can verify that. Yeah. You got to be very careful what you search for. You have to, especially today. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, uh, what is it? Um um, the government, Washington, uh, or the government White House.com. Yeah, yeah, whitehouse.org gets you to the White House website, whitehouse.com takes you to things you don't need to see. Yeah. And so you have to be really careful, and you have to listen. I want to encourage you put things on your phone, put things on your computer. Uh, if you will not give your spouse, boy, this is this is a biggie. If you will not give your spouse the password to your phone and give your phone up anytime you want, you're doing something wrong. Mm. Holden has his fingerprint in my phone, he doesn't even need to know the password, just puts his finger on and right? unlocks my phone, and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Why would we do that? Guys, this is called accountability. Um, Why would I give my child, uh, both of my children, I don't even know how old you were when you, when you had access to everything, but I mean, you were young Yeah. and why would I do that? I got nothing to hide. So if you, uh, if you are hiding your cell phone or you are hiding your computer or someone walks in the room and you're clicking off of things, um, listen, you, you need to. Uh, your spouse needs to have permission to go into anything you have. And if your spouse does not have permission to go into anything you have, um, there, there's red flags. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. have you, ha- have you in any of your search research, uh, discovered any of that or have you found any, cause I know you like, you were very specific in some things that you researched out. So what else did, about porn, uh, pornography have you researched? 16 to 18 year old Americans have admitted that they learned what sex is watching pornography. Because we give them phones. Both boys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. Cause well, they don't want to be seen it at 11. They've seen it at five. Isn't that crazy? And, and they're so that, so they watch porn uh, because they don't want to be in, they want to look like they know what they're doing when they, when they do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What they think. It should be like what they think it should be like, and um, and so what happens is they watch porn, and then next thing you know, uh, they are practicing uh, things that are going to get them in trouble because they have to have this appearance like it's not their first time or whatever. I, I, I which think is, which is why that you find that they admit there's a lower uh, satisfaction in their sexual lives with their partners because they think it's supposed to be a certain way. And it's supposed to look a certain way. And girls have been surveyed and they've said that they think they, they need to do certain things or act certain ways because they think that they need to do it to please their partner. And the truth is they're, they're, they don't. No. You're not going to be satisfied that way. Right. And you had actually end up destroying yourself trying to uh, uh, accomplish that, that narrative of pornography. Mm-hmm. Reach perfection. That's interesting. Anything else? I'm I'm uh, curious here. Hardly, when you watch porn, hardly anything else can compete with it in your brain. Images you see, things you look at, they will never be able to compete. Never. And it has the ability to overpower actual sex 
in your lives with your partner. But because you'll be bored with it. Yeah, it's not interesting to you. And so now you would rather you'd rather watch porn and satisfy yourself than to actually engage with your partner. Engage with your partner. Yeah. So that so that could be one of the red flags if if your partner is not engaging with you anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, you got to ask yourself: Mm -hmm. is 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 this a real problem that I need to to ask? my spouse about and again and again uh uh, go go in and um look at your spouse's phone you you should be able to have full access to everything on that phone that your spouse has i i don't even i mean um you can get on my matter of fact if my phone rings, I'm like, who, who, I leave my phone lay around all the time. I lose my phone half the time. Right. And I could leave it five bedrooms over and I'm pinging it with my watch. Right. Cause it's like, it, it, who cares? Yeah. Um, and, and I think it, uh, if you listen, if you, if your spouse does not have free access, and I'm saying this again, I'm repeating myself and I know I am, but you need to hear it. If your spouse has free access or does not have free access to your phone, uh, then you, you need to change that. Yeah. completely change that yeah if anxiety starts happening when your spouse picks up the uh your phone pay attention to, to the body language of of your spouse when you pick up their phone if their if their body language starts getting anxious um yeah you need you got reason to be concerned i think mm-hmm. yeah so anything else as we're going down because i see you have notes uh um anything else that you want to bring up on on porn or pornography. Teens are the most at risk because their brain, the way that their brain works, it's two to four times more likely with the release of dopamine to want more because they're developing and their brains are working. And so their brain is more hungry yes. for information than what an right. adult is. Yes. So when they watch porn, it literally is reprogramming them. Mm-hmm. The neurons that are firing together and lying together are like two to four times the rate that you and I, well, wow. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still kind of in that You're still- range. <laughs> she just called me old. <laughs> no, just saying your brain doesn't fire as fast. Yeah, I would agree with that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm definitely getting slower, unfortunately. Um, okay. So, so we can reverse this. Um, in your reading, did you find ways that you found were really profitable or that were really good to help reverse this in your research? You really shouldn't be getting on your phone or computer late at night. You need to tell somebody you probably should give your electronics to them yeah so shut it off well before bedtime yeah because i do know that that when you watch electronics just in general if you're looking at your phone uh, any any screen uh actually um uh will it, it actually wakes you up it it, it yeah. gives you it energy keeps your brain active and you can't you can't shut it off it takes 30 30 minutes to an hour for your brain to come down and be ready for sleep. Yeah, because I've read I've read an hour. Yeah. yeah, depending on the person. Yeah, thirty minutes to an hour for your brain to come down from looking at electronics and the blue light and everything in order for you to be ready to go to sleep. That's why they suggest you put your phone up forty five minutes to an hour before bed. Yeah, because it stimulates your brain, and as long as you're mm-hmm. stimulated, you're awake. You have you have the energy. Um, so um, you know, one of the things that that I tell people all the time uh, when it comes to food. And I have to practice it myself just for health reasons. Um, don't eat after five o'clock. Uh, and I realize sometimes we go out to dinner with people. And so we'll eat around six or seven o'clock in the evening. But uh, that really has to got to be the exception and not, not the rule. Mm-hmm. So the rule is um, we don't eat after five o'clock, six, six o'clock at the latest. No food, no snack, drink water, uh, and allow your body to process, digest. And for me, if I eat too late, I can't lay down. I have that hyenal hernia that allows the food up. So I, I have issues. Um, Your stomach has to go through everything 
during the night it has to process. That's the same with your brain. Yeah, and and just exactly. So mm-hmm. just the way your 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 body your stomach processes that food, your brain is processing what you put into it. And if you yeah. don't shut it off early enough, it keeps you awake. And then if you're awake when everybody else is sleeping, you can't sleep. You're gonna wake up and. You're going to keep feeding your brain the poison that's keeping you awake. When you sleep, there's a chemical that cleans your brain. And if that chemical can't work, your brain is building up and building up and building up. And you need your sleep so that you can have your brain flushed out. Right. So if you're not getting your sleep, you're not. It's kind of like you're not wiping your out your computer. Resetting. Yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not resetting. And so therefore you, you stay focused on that very same thing because it never goes away. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Okay, so... Which is why people with mental, like, uh, mental issues, like, they can't remember who they are, and they go to bed, they're more aware in the morning. Yeah, because they've reset. Their brain has reset. Yeah, it's cleaned itself out, it's reset, it's ready for a new day. Yeah, we need to get ready for a new day. Uh, One of the things uh, that we're going to do is I'm going to go through what the Bible says. Um, we see what the world says and, and we can't argue the facts. That's for sure. Right. And, uh, and so, uh, is watching pornography a sin? People have asked that question. Is it a sin? And uh, according to the Bible, the Bible does not use the word pornography just, yeah. just for sake of, of discussion. But, but here's what it does use. Um, Matthew five, uh, 27 through 28, Matthew chapter five, 27 through 28 says this. Uh, let's see, you have heard, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And so now we find that the Bible actually does reference looking at pornography. Mm-hmm. Cause you're lusting after the people on the screen. And that's exactly what happens, which is why it destroys the relationship between, uh, 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 the spouses mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and the couples in marriage. And, and for those that aren't getting, or that are planning on getting married, if you're, if you're to be spouses watching porn, uh, when you get married, uh, if you've kept yourself, when you get married, it's going to cause issues if it's not dealt with. 100%. 100% going to cause issues. So it's not just when you're married, but it's going into it. Don't think that you can watch porn now and then, well, I'll quit before I get married. Or it doesn't work that way um, because it's going to poison your brain and cause you, which you even said that as when you're watching porn, you start looking at women differently. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, because now if you're looking at porn and you run the risk, if you're looking at porn before you're married, and then uh, uh, you get married, your spouse doesn't, uh, isn't what you had built up in your mind of what she should be or he should be. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, your marriage is in trouble coming out of the gate. Uh, so you have to be aware and be cautious of this at all times. And the Bible says, but I say to you, and by the way, this is the one that says, but I say to you, that's Jesus talking. And so it's literally Jesus is saying to us that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has committed adultery already with her in their heart. And that goes same for women. Uh, women, if you're looking at adultery, then you, or if you're looking at, at pornography, uh, then you're committing adultery in your heart, uh, against your spouse it goes both ways just on this one he's using the men but it goes both ways um first uh, corinthians six eighteen, <clears throat> flee sexual immorality every sin that a man does is outside the body but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body and you were actually talking about that because you said when when someone watches porn and then all of a sudden they get caught up in it. Now it has shut their body down. What were some of the things you said? You said low self-esteem. What were some other things that, that you were talking about? That poor it, mental health. Poor mental health. So now uh, it is it is affecting you in an incredibly negative way that you can't even think straight, which affects your entire life. What were some of the other ways? Lower life satisfaction. Yeah, so now you have to 
compete. Like everything else, everything else competes with porno- what pornography does to you. Because it's not releasing the dopamine levels that porn does. Yeah, so all of a sudden now you you are not satisfied with anything else in life that is not exhilarating you to the to the level that that does. Yeah. So it so it affects you, and and that's what the Bible's talking about. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. It literally will destroy you from within. And and it's kind of like a regular drug when people go ah, or alcoholics. I got it under control. No, you don't. You really don't. No, you don't. Good luck, buddy. Right. <laughs> Because you you have been deceived by the devil, you've been fooled. Um, uh, because, like you said, that the path just keeps getting wider, and it's not that you have it under control; it's just you're more comfortable with it now. Yep. Which brings more destruction. Right. Which is why women feel like they need to look a certain way in society today. Yeah, because the, literally the world of pornography is creating a false sense of reality for how you should look, the things you should do, um, uh, the person that you should be, and and this conservative, cover yourself up, uh, um, leave what you have for your spouse has become an antiquated idea, but it's not antiquated, it's safe and it's good and it's beneficial. And when we cross those other lines, it actually just destroys every part of your life, yeah. your relationships and so on and so forth. Um, Colossians 3, 5. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, uh, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. And so uh, we have to put it to death. And, and what... It, uh, you and I talked about what it looks like to put it to death. Um, accountability. Share with your spouse or with somebody. Uh, obviously, somebody you can trust. And and uh, have you found, I mean, you're, we're talking, there's an age gap, obviously, between us. Um, and so, because it's, you know, what, 30 plus years between us. And... Um, have you found it difficult to trust people um, in your age group today, your generation? In general? Yeah, just in general. Heck yeah. I, don't, I have very many trust issues with people that I don't know. Right, because... because I didn't even trust FedEx man to do my package right yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is true. <laughs> yeah, so we, we dropped the... Uh, um, uh, Taylor, Taylor and I were hanging out yesterday and, um, and we went to drop off a FedEx package and, and he goes, you can just put it over there. And she goes, no, I need a receipt <laughs> <laughs> because if you mess this up, I need proof that I brought it in. It's a lot of money. Right? <laughs> I want my money back. You're right, exactly. Right. You're like, ah, oh, we're not going to play this game. So uh, the truth is there are huge trust issues. Mm-hmm. So what would you recommend or, or how can we, how can we fix that? Or how can, cause your generation, I think your generation has more trust issues. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What do we do with these trust issues? How do, that's another podcast. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> wow. So we need to look at that. But one thing that we do need to do, uh, if, if we're going to fix this, or if you if you have this issue and you're going to fix it, you you have to have someone that you uh, that you can trust, and because this is a heavy, mm-hmm. like it's a heavy load for well, depending on your relationship. Um, uh, if it's someone you love, you're like, okay, you know what? It, this I, I love you. We're friends, and um, and so I'm here to help you. And uh, but if it's someone that's really close to you, uh, it gets deeper. If it's your spouse, it gets even deeper than that. And so I guess I guess the level of relationship depends on how much pain it's going to bring. But um, but no matter no matter what the level of relationship is, you got to hang in there and help them. Mm-hmm. If they're willing to be helped, but what if they're not willing to be helped? What as a female? Um, uh, how would you like in your brain? Where would you be with that one? 
I eventually I would have to accept the fact that they don't want to be helped. Yeah, and then the, the relationship is what it is. For me, it'd probably be over. Right. Depending on how bad it is. Yeah, because you, you can't subject yourself, uh, even as a friend, you can't subject yourself but so deep into someone else's sin that doesn't want to be fixed. And so even even as a friend, there, there comes a point where you, where you go, listen, I, I love you, but obviously I can't help you and I can't be a part of this. Um, so, so when you're ready to have a healthy relationship, uh, I'm here, but, but until then I have to protect me. I've definitely ended friendships because of stuff like that. Yeah. Not even pornography, just other things in general. Cause you gotta go there. I gotta, I have to, at some point we got to protect us too. I don't want to be associated with it. Right. And so, uh, but, but if they, if they come back to you and go, Hey man, I was wrong. Uh, will you be my friend again? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Be- because it's not about not wanting to be friends. It's about um, uh, at some point, you know, the Bible says that we have to flee uh, the very appearance of evil. And so, so at some point we have to go, you're not willing to fix this and I have to protect me because I can't get, I can't get sucked into this. And, uh, and so when you're ready to, uh, to hit this head on, I'll help you. But until then, I got to protect me. Yeah. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as long as someone's willing to stay in the fight and in the pocket to keep fixing themselves, well, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm in all the way. Right. And you can't blame the person who isn't going to hang in there for it because they don't feel like being a part of it. If somebody doesn't want to be helped, you can't blame that person for leaving. Yeah, you really can't because uh, why do you want to get drugged through that? Exactly. Over You're and You're just going to be hurt more. Over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's, I think it's fair to, to bail out if the person legitimately doesn't want to, to. F- I could be doing better things with my time. A lot better. I could be helping someone else who wants to be helped. Right. So at some point we have to, we have to make these decisions to go, um, look, if you're not serious, I'm, I'm out. And when you're serious, I'm back in. That's, mm-hmm. that's honest. That's real. Uh, so if we, uh, if you go back and look at some of my other, uh, uh, podcasts, one of, matter of fact, one of the ones that I have come up, uh, that were getting ready to come up was, was Jesus tempted with homosexuality in that podcast. It talks about, uh, how many ways can man sin? And, uh, and, and so I deal with all of that and there's only three ways that, that, that a person can sin. And that is lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Every sin will fall under one of those three categories. What I find interesting about pornography is it falls under all three. Mm-hmm. Literally, porno- because, because pornography becomes that domino effect. Uh, yeah. First is lust of the eyes. You see it, and you're like, oh, and you start lusting. Then all of a sudden, you act out on it. Yep. Now is lust of the flesh. And now you have to have lust of the eyes to satisfy lust of the flesh. And then when you're confronted with it, uh, it brings up pride of life because now you got to defend your your actions, yeah, or deny them, or or yeah, basically admit you have something wrong, and if you do that, you're definitely swallowing your pride. Yeah, which becomes a struggle for some. Mm-hmm. They can't. They're like, oh, I'm caught. I'm busted. I can't be busted. Yeah. And so when when you get caught, our first instinct again, self preservation. Oh, I got to protect me. What are you going to think of me? You won't love me anymore. I won't be accepted anymore. Uh, and then that mental disparity starts coming in. And before you know it, uh, it's, it's a train wreck going down. So when you, when you look at the three ways you can sin, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, pornography literally will attack or fall under every one of those three and destroy your life. Yeah, absolutely. So you have to understand that's first John two sixteen, and first John two sixteen says for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the father in heaven, but of the world. And so pornography. And, and I think, I think when you look at, when you look at this verse and then you look at pornography, it's one of Satan's biggest tools today. It's the fastest growing industry and it's it's billions and billions of dollars Mm -hmm. the fastest growing industry 
billions and billions of dollars, 91 plus, I think, did you say 91 point something percent of men? 0.5, yeah. Yeah, so 91.5 percent of of men, 60 uh, plus percent of women, and that's growing. Yes, because women used to never watch it as much as men did. And now women are actually... They're, catching up. Yeah, they are catching up quickly. And I think it's because uh, more men are watching it. So there's less intimacy in the home. The women are wanting to be satisfied. So now they're going to it to get what they want uh, because the, the husband's not giving them what they want. And so they think uh, I got to, they want satisfied the lust of the flesh, right? So we want to satisfy that. And I, th- I think now this is just my opinion. I think that's why the women are, are starting to catch up with the men because the men aren't doing their part. So now the women are falling into the same sin that and couples watching it together which is actually increasing and separating uh the couples yes so guys you can see when we talk about when we talk about pornography how damaging it is and it is it truly is uh uh, a domino effect and so uh philippians 4 8 tells us Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, lovely, and uh, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Because we understand that pornography is lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and and, uh, uh, the pride of life. So what do we do? How do we fix that? How do we get out of that? You have to change what you focus on. You have to change what you think about. Mm-hmm. And so the scriptures tell us in Philippians 4, 8, what we need to think about. And it is, we think about things that are noble, just, pure, lovely, of good report. Uh, whatever is of, has virtue and is praiseworthy, that's what we think about. If you don't, if you don't go in that direction... You won't, you won't retrain your brain. And, and you were talking earlier when you said we can get out of this. Uh, if you're in it, you can get out of it. One of the ways to do that is you have to retrain your brain. Yeah, you have to kill off that neuronal pathway right? or and, let it shrink. Yeah, and I, I think that's what it is, is let it shrink because I don't know that it to. ever dies. I mean, you can rewire it and make another pathway bigger, so you won't really want to go back to that one. Okay. Yeah, something that's that's uh, more beneficial. Yeah. And you focus on on more beneficial. I was going to say something that's more satisfying, but um, I don't know that you're going to find because you already said nothing competes with it. Right. So you you're not going to find anything more satisfying uh, as far as what activates maybe. Maybe with your partner. Like you're supposed to. That would be way more satisfying, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because when you, and that, that takes us back to, uh, that takes us back to, um, God says that you find one, one mate, one spouse, and that's, that's your spouse for life. Uh, that you're not to be sexually active. That's fornication. You don't go out and have sex with multiple partners. Um, it's sinful. And, uh, what well, I think, I think it's damaging because what happens is when you have sex with multiple partners, um, just like pornography, all of a sudden you start comparing. Yeah. They're competing with one another in your brain. They'll compete with one another. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, uh, now all of a sudden, just like pornography, you look at your spouse and you might go, well, I don't like that about them or that doesn't look as good as this, or that doesn't feel like this, or that doesn't do for me what this did for me. And so multiple partners is just like pornography. That's why God says, listen, you you find one spouse, one mate, and that's who you stick with. You don't go outside of your marriage. You don't commit adultery. You don't uh, get hooked up in pornography. You don't think about those things. You don't lust after other uh, men or women because it creates competition mm-hmm. in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And it destroys it. Yeah. Pornography is addictive. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 12, uh, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And so we see that that uh, clearly there are things that you, you got the freedom to do. But as Paul says in Corinthians, that it's not helpful. And not only is it not helpful, and that's what he means by uh, it's not uh, um, 
yeah, I'm allowed. I have the free will to do this or to look at it, but it's not helpful. And then he says, and I will not be brought under the power of any, I will not, I will not be addicted to it. I will not allow it to control my life. Yep. And that's what pornography does. That's what we were talking about. How, and, yep. and how at a young age it controls lives. Mm-hmm. It gets unbelievable. Then, uh, then he's, uh, second Peter, second Peter, 219 while they promised them liberty they themselves are slaves of corruption for by whom a person is overcome by him also he is brought into bondage um if you're overcome with 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 pornography and that desire to look at it you're brought into bondage and and we talked about that how when you're brought into bondage bondage prison if you will separates you from from relationships yeah other people you're out yeah. Uh, friendships, spouse, uh, parent, child, uh, husband, wife, um, uh, friends, just on, on, on every and any level, it separates you because you're always looking to get that high. And in order to get that high, you can't look at, at that in, in public. I, I was talking to a young lady. This is um, seven, eight years ago. And, uh, and she was talking about certain things that did she have, could she do? Was it, was it sinful? And one of them was obviously, uh, sexual. And I, and I said, listen, you, uh, if you can't do it in front of your friends, family, your pastor, then it's wrong unless it's intimacy with your spouse. And that needs to be in private. Yeah. Other than that, no, if you can't do it in front of everyone, then it's probably wrong. I saw a video of a girl. She was talking about her clothes and being modest. And she said, I feel like if I can't wear it in front of my pastor, it's not modest. Right. Yeah. Which means she has a good pastor. Yeah. Because, because obviously he sets a standard that she. Yeah. And her and her husband sat down and talked about what she wanted, what they both agreed on as being modest. And if she couldn't wear it in front of her pastor, it's not modest. Don't even think about buying it. So they had already, they had already established in their relationship, the level that was acceptable Mm -hmm. to both. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you know what that did? That solidified the marriage. So now we know there's an, they sat down, they communicated it. They, they created an expectancy and voila, there they have it. And there's no disappointments, no letdowns. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. That is a great point. Um, so pornography is addictive. Pornography is destructive. Proverbs six twenty five through uh, uh, twenty eight. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids. For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread, and an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. Can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? It is destructive. Listen, you can't play with fire. You're going to get burned. That's, that's where that saying comes from is from the scripture. But we've already talked about that, how uh, pornography, and, and it might start out innocent, but it will quickly lead to the destruction of you, your relationship, and everything about it. And by all those things that you said it does to our brain and how it makes us think less of ourselves, it, it just takes us out of pocket of living and mm-hmm. starts destroying us. Uh, Ezekiel twenty thirty says, therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, are you defiling yourselves in the manner of your fathers and committing harlotry according to their abominations? Listen, it is destructive. Ephesians four nineteen, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Uh, you, if you, if you are addicted to pornography, you've given yourself over to that lewdness and it's going to destroy your life. Lusting after other people in our minds uh, is an essence of, of pornography, uh, and it is offensive to God. We read that in Matthew five twenty eight, where it says, But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in her heart. So for those involved in pornography... Uh, God can and will give you victory. I just want you to know that right up front, you can have victory and you even discussed that. Um, we can reverse this and the effects of it if we just start uh, stimulating ourselves with things that are good rather than than pornography. We focus right. on different stuff. So um, I want to give you some steps to victory. 
Uh, shame on us if we didn't do that. Uh, number one, confess your sins to God. First uh, John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's a promise, guys. God will cleanse you. So there's no reason to feel, you, you said it drags us down. It makes us feel uh, less of ourselves. Uh, sometimes we feel like we can't be forgiven because we've done so bad. Uh, I want you to see here, God says, if you confess it to him, he'll forgive you. Number two, ask God to cleanse, renew, and transform your mind, Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. You have to renew your mind. You have to focus on the things of God. Think about that which is good, right? Uh, And then you ask God to fill, fill your mind with the things that are honorable, just, pure, lovely, and commendable Philippians 4 8 we talked about that number four uh, learn to uh, possess your body in holiness Uh, first Thessalonians 4 three through four for this is the will of God your sanctification that is a process of cleansing and, and being righteous or holy that you should abstain from sexual immorality the first thing it talks about is sexual immorality because in your study that seems to be the most dominant thing that destroys people mm-hmm. the, yeah. the percentages are unbelievable yeah then it goes on verse four that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor that is huge guys number five understand the proper meaning of sex and rely on your spouse alone to meet that need first uh, corinthians 7 1 through 5 now concerning the things of which you wrote to me it is good for a man not to touch a, a woman Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not. Listen, guys, I'm going to tell you, and and of course, uh, before you and your husband got married, we sat down and we talked about this, um, because again, as dad uh, and pastor, I want my child, my children to know, and those that are coming into their life, I want them to completely know and understand. And most women will rule this over their husband, use it as a tool to destroy or to control right and if you do that's what people go to pornography because of it so that is one of the reasons that that uh women when they deny their husband literally drives their husband to pornography where else are they gonna get it essentially right so that they think if you don't want to cheat on your wife or your husband don't hold out right verse five says Do not deprive one another except with consent for a time. In other words, the consent is you both agree for whatever reason uh, that we put it on hold. But Mm -hmm. both have to be in agreement and there has to be a legit reason. That you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. And so when women keep holding out from men, it literally drives them to, and it goes both ways, obviously, because it says there that, um, uh, that husband and wife are not to deprive one another. But when you deprive, like you just said, it drives them to To pornography and what we find out is pornography is of Satan. Yeah. It, it just said that. Yeah. And come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Yep. All right. That's number five. Um, understand the proper meaning of sex. Number six, realize that if you walk in the spirit, you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5, 16 uh, says walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's really quite simple. What you take to uh, what you expose your mind to, which is what you said earlier, that if we want to, if we want to reprogram our mind and, and, and create a new path, we have to focus on something that is different. And Philippians tells us right. to, what to focus on. Even if it's boring, hang in there for it. <laughs> 
Well, because in the beginning, everything's going to be boring. It's going to be boring. You're going to be bored. Right? Great point. Good job. All right, guys. Let me give you uh, practical steps to reduce your exposure to pornography. All right? Um, Install pornography blockers. And, and and, And listen, check this out. You may not have a problem with pornography, but you never know what Satan will... Well, you don't know who or does, who but will. exactly. Yeah. And, and listen, Satan might pop something up on your screen that captures your attention just at the right time when you and your wife had just had an argument or you and your husband just had an argument and boom, you look at it and it, and it draws you in. Uh, so put pornography blockers on your phones, on your computers, put it on your children's phones and computers. Do not think that they're as holy as you think they are. Protect them because they're too young to understand and their curiosity will kill them yeah absolutely put it in children's mode put it in children's mode put it uh and put that children's mode on uh, a password that only you know limit television and video usage for you and, and by the way anymore there's nothing but smut and all this other junk on tv and on netflix and all these get rid of that um Find another Christian or your spouse or anyone uh, that will pray for you and that will help keep you accountable. Accountability is the key to coming clean and staying clean. I read an article where one person was afraid that they were going to fall back into pornography, so they asked their friend to come over and spend the night. Yeah. Because they felt weak that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's, I think they're, they're the hero for doing that. And their friend is the hero for showing up because they realize, oh my goodness, my friend can fall and I don't want him to fall again. So I'll be there to help. Guys, I hope that this uh, uh, has helped you. I, th- I hope that the, the uh, podcast, the topic that we discussed, and I know there's so much more to it. Uh, but I wanted to uh, bring this out. My daughter actually wanted to bring this out. So thank you for uh, uh, having a message and wanting to share it with someone. And it's such a, an intimate, personal topic. Uh, but you were so awesome for... <laughs> I'm proud of you. Hey, God bless you. Thank you for joining us on According to John. If this helped you, like, subscribe, share, follow, uh, whatever it takes. If you know someone that needs some help with this, share it with them. And uh, we pray that uh, this, this is a successful podcast that will help you grasp what God says, what the Bible says. And uh, we've given you some uh, information and statistics that will help you to help someone else. God bless you. I hope you have a great week and we will see you again.